KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome to Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives, weeknights at 6. I'm Laura Jones, and tonight we have ripped up the playbook, and we are celebrating one of our own. We pay tribute tonight to Donna Ann Maldonado, who passed away earlier this week. She was a larger-than-life figure with a strong commitment to the environment, social justice, creativity, and the greater community that this station serves. So this hour, we have in studio with us Stephen Holbrook, founder of KRCL, and Troy Williams, who used to do Radioactive and is now at Equality Utah. Becky Moss and Barb Guy and Amy May are coming down, but also in the studio, we have eBay Hamilton and Eugenie Hero Jaffe. Welcome everyone to the show tonight. Thanks so much for coming down to do this special broadcast together. And um, Stephen, maybe we can start with you because you're the one that brought Donna into the fold. Well, let me just say first that uh, I've always regarded Donna as the keeper of the flame, someone who really understood what KRCL was. And you knew that whatever she did, whatever decision she made, it was based on her full understanding of what the purpose of KRCL was. So you could do this or you could do that. You could do it this way, do it the other way. But you knew what the purpose was. Also, she was reserved by nature, but she had high values and high expectations. I first met her when I, we were, we had about uh, eight people who were starting out when we started KRCL, who were eight staff people. And two of them were funded with um, anti-poverty grants. One was for women, one was for minorities. Uh, Bob Flores, who later taught at the at the uh, law school and did sort of what we're doing now without all the good equipment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And then Donna came on and Donna's main role was to reach out into the community and find the underrepresented groups, train them to be programmers and put on specialized programming. So that included, you know, African-American programming, Latino, uh, gay, handicapped, senior citizens, Um, I mean, almost any group that you could think of and so that was kind of that was her role and she kind of carried that on for a number of years she understood that aspect of it so that I mean I could go on about what she accomplished but we you know you take the conversation well I'm just kind of curious at at her passing what the this means in terms of the history of KRCL 1979 signing on the air uh, recently celebrated our 40th and you know Lord Willen and the Creek Don't Rise, another 40 years of KRCL, and more people like Donna coming into the fold. And like you were saying, she was looking for people to pass that microphone to. Well, I mean, you think about just Donna and Bob, it wasn't that common. Women were not that commonly found in the workplace, let alone in broadcasting, and the same with uh, Latinos. So that in and of itself was an innovation. By the way, at the same time, we had a female... um, engineer. (laughs) So, I mean, KRCL from the inception was always intended to be an outreach, a place to speak, and uh, something special. Music, of course, was always always there. You always describe it to me as the river on which all the conversation takes a journey. Yeah. (laughs) So, her passing has struck a lot of us hard. Eugenie and eBay, I I know it's been hard for you all to, to do the shows that you still do and be experiencing this and women who rock earlier today you took a minute 
and it and it broke you up. But what is it you want people to know about Donna and how she passed that microphone to you? Well, it's it's women lifting up women and Donna and KRCL has always done that from the very beginning and and amplifying voices. I mean, I came down as just a newcomer to answer phones during a radiothon, and I sat next to Donna, and I wanted to get into voiceover work, and I wanted to get into radio, and she and I struck up a conversation, and she immediately said, oh, well, we do these workshops um, once a week where people voice um, underwriting messages come down to that and then um, so I started doing that and then she said oh we have a volunteer program and so I did that and then one day she called me up and said um, I have a meeting during my show can you can you sit in on my show and I had never done a show on KRCL yet. Cracked a mic. I had not <laughs> cracked a mic. I had not done any of the, the late night training. Sorry, eBay, that I was supposed to do. Um, so I said, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't yeah. do that. I hung up the phone and I thought, That's, that was the wrong answer. And I called her right back <laughs> and I said, yes, I can do it. I can do it. And she said, great. Um, and, and that was my first show yeah. that I ever subbed on was Donna's show, La Cafe Folk. That's what I've always loved about KRCL. And now I know uh, Donna was a huge part of why that was. Yeah, why don't you come on down and try it? That's the ethos we try and keep with the Radioactive show. And eBay, I know that that was kind of how it went for you when you were 14, I believe. Yes. So uh, my story uh, starts even before uh, coming down. It was my introduction to actually hearing the station. My mother introduced me to KRCL because she was a big fan of Living the Circle of Life. It was a a show we heard in our home Sunday mornings all the time. Uh, And I thought that was all that was on KRCL because (laughs) the only time I hear KRCL was Living the Circle. Uh, And uh, eventually discovered other shows on KRCL, started listening more often. And uh, I actually uh, came to the station as part of a... Uh, a grant program as well. A, 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 it was called the JTPA Summer Youth Program, a work credit, you know, uh, helping kids get, uh, kids and some adults uh, get some, some work training, real world training. I came down and uh, applied and presented this, uh, this, this possibility to then program uh, director Donna. Uh, and uh, I thought I did a horrible job in the interview. And uh, it turns out I did. Uh, a couple <laughs> days after, a couple of days after the interview, uh, she called the landline at the, at the house and said, eBay, I didn't understand a word you said in your interview. You just mumbled the entire time. You're so shy and quiet, and I think this would be really good for you uh, if you came down and spent the summer down here at KRCL. And uh, uh, as an adult, I know you know this wasn't a program they had set up for kids at KRCL at the time. I was more work for Donna. She mm-hmm. not only was giving me this shot to come down, they didn't have anything for me to do. So every day trying to come up with different things, uh, eventually, I was I was lucky enough to start reviewing music and uh, and uh, and yeah. doing a show. And Donna uh, gave me a lot of guidance and was kind of the in that leadership mentor role for me uh, from 14 on. Uh, when I was hired on staff in in 2008, Donna was the general manager and was my boss then as well. I don't know KRCL without Donna. And mm-hmm. these past couple of days, as I've been uh, speaking with folks and hearing people who. Uh, like Eugenie and, and, and some of the others you'll hear today were brought in directly by care, uh, through, uh, through Donna uh, and were trained by Donna, et cetera. Uh, but a lot of folks who just 
didn't know Donna at all, and uh, and even thinking today, like I don't know that Donna would want us to make this huge fuss about it, right? <laughs> I was wondering she, about she that. She would not like this. <laughs> no, but she deserves uh, a huge. You know, she deserves this. And uh, you, you would go to places with Donna, and uh, she wasn't the one running to get in front of the camera or a hop on mic or any of that, but she was pushing you to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was always back there supporting you and trying to help you uh, grow. Uh, and uh, that was just a big part of who Donna was. And she did everything, uh, everything at Carousel, from being on air. She knew whatever you were doing, she had done that before. Uh, and uh, I was telling someone earlier, uh, after Donna retired, we were at a staff meeting one day, and we were all talking about how the landscaping at the at the building, like there's weeds everywhere. Who's Who's been doing, you know, who's the company? We need to get in touch with these folks. And we realized, oh, Donna comes down every Sunday <laughs> and weeds as well as everything else she's doing. She just was so committed to KRCL. Yeah. And I saw a quote uh, recently about how Donna said after 30 years, you know, KRCL is just in her DNA. And I think yeah. uh, the DNA of KRCL, Donna is in that as well. So, Well, I want to talk about that just a little bit more and anyone that wants to jump on this because um, I, I did a stint in commercial broadcasting and that is not the ethos there. You gotta you'd be smooth and you gotta follow the orders. And Donna very much encouraged you to be you. Mm-hmm. To you know get a little more confidence, but try things. And I think she did that with so many people, mm-hmm. eBay. You know, even today, thinking about putting together a show, like, what am I going to play? And I started thinking about, did Donna ever come in and talk to me about songs or tell me about things she wanted to hear? She just wanted you to do a good show, you know, and she just supported whatever you were trying to create. And uh, I'm sure she would give you guidance and feedback. Um, But yeah, it's rare to to have any, like KRCL, this is just not something you find uh, everywhere. There are community radio stations out there, but KRCL is unique because of the people who are part of KRCL and the reflection of the community uh, that they present. So uh, having Donna uh, be the captain of this ship for so, so long, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just something really special and really unique. And even if you didn't get a chance to meet her or know her, when you listen to KRCL, you do get a chance to meet her and know her because she's in everything that you're listening to. Uh, on air every day her 30-year commitment really uh is like you said it's the the krcl dna was in her but also she is in and forever will be a part of krcl's dna and Stephen, when you think about the next 40 years if we can kind of keep donna as a guiding light we'll do well don't you think I think we'll do very well because um, what's happened is that KRCL has become an entity, a part of the community, and people expect it to be something like what it is. I mean, you can always change a little bit. You can make some innovations. You can go with the times. You can <clears throat> come up with new techniques. You can do all of that. But as long as it's committed to the community, which is what Donna was, and to the diversity, then it's going to be great. Well, we've got Donna in her own words here. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we roll this clip? Well, just that, um, you know, it's, I don't know if people really know what a station manager does. You know, she, uh, she would have to deal with staff, volunteers, listeners, funders, um, and be sure that the broadcast product itself also took place. And she was good enough at it that she, she spoke around the country for the National Federation of Community Broadcasters, uh, helping other stations try to become what they could become. And in fact, as we were getting ready for this program, Sue Gerber, one of our longtime volunteers, uh, shared that um, 
Donna had nominated her for National Volunteer, which she received. Um, but then she went on to say that she always thought of you as the dad and Donna as the mom <laughs> of Carousel. Would you say that's accurate, Stephen Holbrook? That's great. <laughs> well, I, you know, like I said, to me, she was the keeper of the flame. Yeah. And, and, you know, I slept well at night knowing she was here. Let's play this conversation from our 40th anniversary broadcast. And Braden Weeks, who was the host of Living the Circle of Life for a time, conducted this for us. And here is Donna in her own words with Braden Weeks. I'm Donna Land Maldonado, Northern Ute, from originally from Fort Duchesne, Utah. How did you become involved with CARE-CL and with the program Living the Circle of Life? Well, in 1979, when Steve first started getting everything together, Steve Holbrook, the creator of KRCL, there was, he had someone on board already. Her name was Michelle Cutchell. She was Dakota. And it was just getting things together, doing community meetings and explaining what community radio is all about because no one knew, including me. And Michelle invited me, I wasn't working at KRCR at the time, she invited me to the at the Urban Indian Center at that time, it was the Indian Walk-In Center, to hear about this concept. And it was like still strange after the meeting was over. And I was working at the um, Salt Lake City Board of Education at the time. And Michelle decided to go back to South Dakota, and I had quit my job at uh, the, the board. And there was a need for a Native American person, and I needed a job. <laughs> so that's how I got started at KRCL in July of 1979, and we went on air in December of 79. And what was that like, um, essentially working for a station that didn't exist at that time? It's very strange because we didn't know if we had any listeners or not. I mean, you know, this was... It was announced in the newspapers, and I'm not sure if the TV stations carried it at all, but Steve, Steve was working hard about getting the publicity out there, and we do, we had lots and lots of community meetings, any place where we could help explain what it was all about, we went. I mean, seriously, just senior centers, we went to the migrant camps, we went to you know, the, the city community centers, just any place that we could talk to explain about KRCL, we'd go. So in your capacity, what, what were you doing back then? Like, what was your title or job duties? Or I'm not sure how to explain that. It was the Native American programmer. Um, it was trying to get music. We had absolutely no Native music at all and trying to get music, trying to get information from around the country about Indian news and uh, anything to do with uh, the Native American culture or population. And I actually started the program. It was one hour on a Saturday afternoon. And so I was the host, and not for very long. And uh, it had a different name because the, the program director at that time, Marty Nyman, was a young white woman who named it, and it was some called Coco Pelli something or other. So some friends at the university and I were talking about that, and it just didn't sound right. So a young Eskimo woman by the name of Francine Eddy 
came up with living the circle of life and there was a bunch of us there and we all agreed that sounds so much better than the other and so that's how the name came about and shortly after it moved to sunday morning it was an hour on sunday morning before it got expanded what was the climate like because for me i guess to put it from where i'm coming from is for me native music i can I know native artists. I can jump online, find native news. Um, mm-hmm. I can look at blogs. How how did you do that without the internet? <laughs> it's very difficult. It was through snail mail and telephone. Now, the first year I started '79, it was I think it was in the fall. CPB, the Corporation for Puppet, Puppet Broadcasting, and NFCB, the National Federation of Community Broadcasters had a conference in Boulder, Colorado, and um, we got a grant from, KRCO got a grant from uh, CPB for two people to go, so John Renteria, who was Latino, and I went over to Boulder, and it was eye-opening. I mean, there was lots of Native Americans, lots of Latinos, a few blacks and a few Asians, but, you know, people from all over the country who were in the media, and that way we could exchange information and talk about, you know, how we're going about this, because some people had been in the business, you know, for four or five years, and so it was it was really cool. I mean, Maria Inahosa, who hosts Latino USA way back then, decades ago, <laughs> was there, and she's still on the radio, and some other, you know, Native peoples who started out around the time I did are still going. It was fantastic. I know this is a really short time to fit in a lot of what um, you've done, and I don't want to do the disservice of trying to cover everything like that because there's no way we could. Uh, But if there is anything that you wanted to um, share, if there's anything that is a burning desire to get out there. Um, I want to make sure that that's available to you as well. Well, you know, I spent 30 years there, so it's most of my adult life, so care sales in my DNA. <laughs> and that's why we became sustainers, because we don't always hear the radio songs, but I want to help support it going forward. And, you know, just I want to say this especially, that's kudos to you and all the former um, volunteers that host of Living the Circle of Life, Jim Billigoti, who is Navajo, Blair Smith, who is Kootenai Salish, Will Nunkina and Isaiah Lee, Hopi and Apache, Carolyn Benalison, Navajo, Max Pacano and Nino Reyes, Liz Arikara, Mandan, and Ute Laguna Pueblo, Sharon Austin, Shane, uh, Sean Jimerson, Navajo Seneca, and Anna Cutler Lakota. And I know there was some people filling in before you got on board, and I honestly don't know who they were, but I just want to say kudos to you all. Salute, and uh, may you always walk in beauty. Donna Lan Maldonado, in her own words, from our 40th anniversary broadcast. And Braden Weeks, the then host of Living the Circle of Life, and our current hosts, Valine MC and Dave John. Well, Valine texted me earlier today and said, I had no idea, 
But my husband's family just told me Donna is family on my husband's side. I just found out, and they're all listening tonight. And we know so much of her extended family and her extended care CL family listening tonight. And we're going to keep telling stories for the rest of the hour. But Stephen and Eugenie, hearing that conversation, did it bring back some memories for you, Stephen? I, you know, it kind of, it just makes you want to say thank you, Donna. I love you. Eugenie, let's get into this song that uh, we played earlier today. Bear's playing again. And she used to open, was it Le Café Folk with this song? She did a show every Wednesday, Le Café Folk, and the start of every show, she played this song from Kate Wolf. It's Medicine Wheel on KRCL 90.9, as we remember Donna Land Maldonado. When the morning breaks and the sunlight warms my soul In the east the eagle flies and the red tail proudly soars I'm on my way To the place of a spirit one Grandfather hear me now I am on fire Let the sundance guide my feet to your desire Show me visions for my eyes And words like gold that shimmer in the sun I I I When the sun goes down and it grows too dark to see I look within to the shaman's mysteries I'm on my way To die and live again Grandmother Earth, I cry, give me rest I take my place with a woman in the west Show me the raven and the bear The way of herbs and the black of Turn toward the south like the water I will run In innocence and trust The moon child song is sung I'm on my way place of the sacred plants my emotions and my will at their command where the turtle's voice is heard upon the land and the wise coyote prowls the rattlesnake will call me to the dance night the stars watch over me old woman of the north my mind seeks clarity I'm on my way to the place of the northern winds let the thunder and the lightning carry me 
Lay my thoughts to rest and send me into sleep The hawk and the buffalo My dreams white crystal magic medicine Hi up Hi up Hi The International Rescue Committee in Salt Lake City's Warm Welcome Winter Clothing Drive is coming up October 7th and 8th. This event provides newly arrived refugee families with warm clothes for the upcoming winter. Visit rescue.org slash SLC to learn more. KRCL, your community connection since 1979. And welcome back to Radioactive on KRCL 90.9. I'm Laura Jones, and we're spending the hour remembering Donna Land Maldonado, who passed away early this week. Very important to KRCL's 40-plus year history. She was here for 30 years, and the KRCL family just gathering around the microphone to share stories. And in fact, we'd love to hear your stories of Donna. If you go to krcl.org, you'll see a post there about Donna, including how you can leave a voice message with your story or share a song that you love that she played on Le Cafe Folk or any other show she she did. The number to call, leave your voice message is 801-903-1279. A celebration of life details to come, but we're gathering those stories in anticipation of that event, and we're going to do another broadcast so we love to have your story and we have more folks joining us in studio now troy williams is with us hey troy hey. oh sorry i gotta remember hey I'm getting all it's nice to be back reclamped and forgetting yeah. to turn the microphones on <laughs> amy may is here hello krcl family that's right barb guy who i go way back with in our <laughs> hey, radio Laura. lives hey, everybody and a, a longtime krcl supporter what was the show that you used to do here or shows I mainly did one called Generic Radio, and it was um, playing uh, modern music, uh, new wave music. Of course. uh, Which, uh, in the beginning, didn't have Uh any airplay on, you know, commercial radio at the time, and it just kind of blew up, and I happened to be one of the people here when it happened. Yeah. And then we also have Becky Moss with us. Becky, remind folks of the shows that you did. I was producer and host of Concerning Gays and Lesbians, the program that got the most complaints and the most awards. It was really weird. (laughs) 27 minutes of trouble once a week. How'd Donna handle that on your behalf? Actually, Donna was the one who made that happen. If it wasn't for Donna, we wouldn't have had that time. She kept such good good space and good work about it. Even when the Cafe Folk was was on Mondays, my program was right, right right after hers, and when she moved to Wednesdays, she moved Concerning Gays and Lesbians to Wednesdays. And she we taped the program because mm-hmm. we had so many death threats against me, and Donna would load that tape each time, make sure that it was well done, it was on the air. Mm-hmm. And she, she would critique it, and I loved her critiques because she yeah. gave very good information. She helped me improve that program all the time. What, is she t- what was her advice to you? Oh, there was constant advice. Don't pop your peas, you know, those <laughs> things. And she took me for task for not introducing myself because I thought, oh, wait a minute, it's not about me, it's about the program. It's like, no, people want to know your name. Oh, so, she yeah. was like that. But, mm-hmm. but our best program, I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. You know, we have lots of history and a lot of history shows. When you, 
you know, every Wednesday, people on there. But I'm going to pop the bubble with anybody listening. No, my number one favorite program I ever did was when we interviewed Donna on April Fool's Day. We asked Donna to come in as our guest and to explain what it was like to be to be a heterosexual. <laughs> She was a good sport? Oh, she had the most deadpan answers. We were all prepared in advance. She took over. I laughed so hard I wet my pants a little. (laughs) Well, you entrusted a box of quarter-inch tapes to me a while ago. We're still struggling to find a way to digitize them, but we have even more motivation to do that now, to find that piece of tape for the celebration of life. So you're going to have to stick around after the show and go through that box with me and see if we can narrow down the date. There's mm-hmm. also, I'm hoping in there, the one that was the hardest time Which she was? ever had. I'm going to do it. Uh, we spent, early in the 90s, we, the, uh, uh, women, we, women would take over the station. And one week, we took over the evening shows every week, and we did something about women and children and HIV. Because at that time, the only people being addressed were people, were men who had sex with men. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so we need to explain it was there. And that this was at a time when, when you had HIV AIDS, you died. There wasn't anything happening. So we had had interviews each night, different things. And Donna ended up the last night of the week, and she had the hardest one. She was interviewing the teenage children of people with AIDS. We had interviewed the moms and dads of these kids the night before. And then Donna had these teenagers. And the phone suddenly didn't work, and we had we were having call-ins. So somebody had to write down a question and bring it in, and Donna had to ask this question. And the question was, what are you going to do when your parents die? I'm sorry. I still cry on that. Yeah. Donna asked the question. She had the choice not to. It was written down. It's not like it was there. And after the parents heard their children say stuff they'd never heard because this is something parents didn't ask what are you going to do when I die and these kids were angry and they had opinions and they had fantastic answers but when she stepped out and everybody had left Donna turned to me and said you're never doing that to me again (laughs) (laughs) well folks we want to hear your stories and if you go to krcl.org there's information on the website on how to send in your stories and if you have cassette tapes uh, any sort of audio or Things like that that you want to share, you can also email radioactive at krcl.org. Troy Williams, I want to bounce over to you. Hearing that uh, as a member of the LGBTQ community and finding KRCL in your young life, programming that Donna was instrumental in making sure happened, very important in your life. Yeah, I, it's, it's such an awe-inducing moment right now to be on the air with you four legends uh, on on the airwaves, and I, I always talk about. I mean, like I, I think about and, and to pay, pay tribute to Donna, the legend. Um, I mean, Becky. I mean, without you, sort of trailblazing the, the way, I wouldn't have been able to get on the airwaves, you know. And so I am, and so grateful to Donna, and so grateful to you, and and all of you for creating the space for all of us. And I came on. Gosh. I, I was just this cocky, undisciplined kid when I um, was hired at, at KRCL to help produce Radioactive. I didn't know what I was doing, and I was scared to death of Donna. She, she terrified me. And because she was no nonsense, right? She wanted you to get to work and everything, but she terrified me. And we... 
and, and, I can't imagine you. I, I know. Shrinking. I know. From anything. I know. I know. And I, and and I remember Amy. I think we we were at this like staff retreats um, where you used to live, and I got partnered up with Donna and to to have a, some one on one time, and Donna. She told me about her, her passion for this station, and she goes, "I have a responsibility to my people." To native Utahns, I have a responsibility to give them a voice, to elevate them, to empower them. And she said, Troy, your responsibility is to your community, to elevate the LGBTQ Utahns, to lift them up, to empower them, to show them a vision of who they could become. And that so shaped me uh, and, and molded who I would become, I started thinking beyond myself and my own ego and started thinking about other people and, and the responsibility that I had to other people. And I, I would not be who I am today without Donna in my life writing me and, and, being, and being hard on me. I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be in Equality Utah today if it wasn't for Donna. And so I come here with so much gratitude and love and appreciation uh, for her and this station and all of you. Yeah. Thank you, Troy. Absolutely. Amy May. Oh, I just echo that. The It's really like the um, hardcore vision-driven leadership that Donna showed, I think, elevated all of us that ever got to work with her and spend time with her and be um, in in this with her. And just even driving over here, I, I was just like, I don't know if I want to get on air. I feel tender and awkward. and But this is really like her, This just having KRCL in the first place to kind of come together and share and for all of us to be able to share this legacy in an activated way here at the studios and broadcast out to everyone else who's also feeling it. I mean, if, if you listened at all during that time, and even now, like there's just the the waves that have gone out from the time that Donna was here that um, just drive this community and are such a focal point for everything going forward and help other people and things. Everything happens kind of from this focal point at the mics. And I just want to say, too, when Becky was talking about... Um, about Donna, it reminded me how sitting in the office many times, if there was even two beats of dead air, all of a sudden out of Donna's office, the first thing everyone would hear was dead air, dead air. Like you could not take a little break and fumble with the controls at all without Donna being on it. And um, I just, I will just always remember that. And her, her laugh is, has just been echoing in my head the last. You're now the executive director of Tree Utah. Did Donna shape your idea of community connection? Absolutely. Of engaging the community? Oh, I mean, it's there's a direct line between what I learned here and how I also was inspired to kind of take responsibility for myself and the work that I do at KRCL and bring more to it and figure out how to make it better and how to extend it out into the community in broader ways. And absolutely, Tree Utah now is where I get to take that and make a difference and try to just dig in literally and figuratively to just make the community greener and stronger and bring people together building bridges through trees. And it's it's really that sort of vision driven and personal mission tied to public mission, wherever you work kind of lifestyle, really. I mean, yeah. it's just, I think, infiltrated me and I, I see it in so many of the rest of us as well. Yeah. So. 
It's she embodied she embodied that. We're hearing that so often over these last couple of days. And we want to hear your stories. You can email radioactive at krcl.org or you can call 801-903-1279 and leave us a voicemail message with your memory of Donna or a story or a song she may have played on her show, Le Cafe Folk. We're going to share those in a special planned broadcast at a later date. But Barb Guy, who has now two mics to choose from. (laughs) Donna's critiquing our mic style here. I know it. Barb Guy... um, uh, I'm interested in what you have to share. You even brought me a tape. What is on this tape that I'm going to pull some audio off of for uh, a later broadcast? Well, I, I gave you my cheat sheet about oh, it now, but uh, my husband Chris and I listened to it last night and cried our eyes out and drank wine, and uh, um, that's kind of what had to happen. Um, it's from the Reagan administration, let's say. Uh, it's from 1987. And I just found it in a box. I was talking with eBay, and I said, I just wonder if I, I feel like I have a Le Cafe Folk, but I'm afraid to try it because I'm afraid it's me sitting in for her, and that would be such a bummer. And um, anyway, we we found a way to listen to it because we don't really have cassette decks at home anymore. And so anyway, we listened to it last night. Um, she... The things I thought were interesting, and I don't want to steal your thunder because I think you should um, utilize it later uh, if you want to. Um, but she did. Uh, she played a promo for a show we ran called Nexus, which is a New Age music program on Sunday evenings. Um, and um, then she went into a couple of folk tunes, and then. Um, the last two songs were both crackly, and she made a point of mentioning those are from the same LP. Um, and, and you know, we need, you can tell by the sound quality of that record, we need records here at the station. So if you'd love to part with some records, we could use some records to be our library. So she, everything was an opportunity not only to feed the community something great, but to let the community know that KRCL really needed a hand, especially in in 1980s. Um, And so she did that, and then she went from there um, into, uh, uh, she mentioned Richard and Marilyn Shrine, who were these lovely people who did an arts program, married couple who did an arts program, and um, uh, then she played the song An Unfinished Life by Kate Wolf, and then she came on her way in or her way out I don't remember she said um I just need to let you know that Kate Wolf has just passed away from leukemia Mm -hmm. and and she played this song and and that was more than we could handle last night when we heard that and then um uh, other people like Jeffrey Montague and Chris Gittins and all these people from a thousand years ago their voices are on there it was just extraordinary to find it. And then the last thing I want to say is she played a folk song by a Peruvian band, and then she went into reading a public service announcement about how the federal government was changing the laws for musicians who wanted to come to the United States, and they, they were working on legislation to require them to need um, to be able to demonstrate they were going to be paid a significant amount of money on arrival in the United States. and. They were just trying to keep buskers out of cities in the United States. And uh, Donna gave the names of uh, the people on the committee in Washington, D.C. that you could Mm -hmm. write to and said, uh, you know, this guy and this other band that I just played are are the kind of people that we're trying to keep out of this country, just so you know. 
she really set the standard and to this day we do shout outs on how to call your congressman or your state representative and and how does she shape you though as a broadcaster as a storyteller as a writer hello uh that's a terrifying that's a that's a that's a big question i want to i want to tell you how i met her i think the first time i met her i met because i worked next door to where krcl was located which was on first south above the blue mouse theater which if you have moved to salt lake in the last 30 years that probably means nothing to you but um uh it was it was a kind of a, a hot it was kind of a ninth and ninth of its oh, day yeah. um and and i was aware of krcl which was probably broadcasting six hours a day or something at that point um, but people would come in to the store i worked in and, and borrow records and they could sign i was the new kid that had to sign all the records out for the krcl djs and they would take them next door and play them on their shows and then return them and i had to check them all off and it became all these relationships with all these people including donna but in the beginning um i was uh intrigued with um brad collins and a woman named susan brown who had a punk show also who moved to new york city um but uh they had it was a a radiothon it was 1980 or 81 and they were having a radiothon and they were like come next not come next door but they were like come to the station and pick up a t-shirt that we made and they just wanted people to show up and pick up a t-shirt so i went next door to get a t-shirt and brad and susan were out there spray painting like stencil <laughs> on the t-shirts Oh, very uh, DIY. Which is hilarious. And, and, and it's, so there's just this whole, like, punk aesthetic kind of happening and on the, like, parking strip on First South. And, and then there's this woman sitting at, like, a, like a little table um, with, like, a little cash box. <laughs> and, I, and it's Donna. And she's, as she was the entire time, she's being the adult in the room. <laughs> And, and, and she's the person who's like, now, um, so, so we're taking donations for these T-shirts, you know. And, and she was, you know, the person that just kept everybody on, uh, you know, here's what the mission is. Um, it was just, it was delightful. And she just was the original assertive woman when a lot of the rest of us had to literally take classes to learn how to be assertive. You know, I was, I was just thinking about that, about 1979. You and I met in 84 yeah. at another radio station. And, uh, you know, the the nature of our community then versus now, I don't think a lot about those challenges. And they were, they were significant. Huge. And she, Donna created a space for everyone to come in and be who they were and use their voice get on that mic barb yeah yeah absolutely she um the story that somebody told in the earlier segment of um kind of uh, was it was it you about being tricked um i don't know who it was about donna kind of tricked oh eugenie oh wasn't she get tricked but she offered an opportunity and she initially said no and then she called back said yes i'll do it she egged her on and that's kind of krcl come down give it a try yeah donna was very much the ambassador of all of that that's right that's right career yeah, you uh, go ahead, Troy. I was going to say it's so important to also recognize the role she played nationally because she was the only Native American woman to be the general manager of a non-Native station in the country. Groundbreaking. I don't know if that's changed. Um, yeah. I'm not sure, but um, but that that is how how important and how powerful 
she was as a role model to so many people. Yeah. Becky, I know you've got more stories. Um, I just I just wanted to remind us too that Donna and I believe her sister were the ones who sued the United States government about their re or re their they came up with a way of trying to negate native people and it was negating those of mixed blood and donna in 1990 and her sister sued the government and i was looking up some stuff and that suit that ruling has been played in something like 90 court cases since donna reached out and did everything to everybody and i um kate kendall sent me a message last night about she's trying to listen to us now Rebecca Chavez Hauk is trying to tune in. She's out of state state right now. There are people all over the country trying to tune in to make sure they're hearing this because Donna did more than I will ever get to do in my life. This woman was touching the lives of people all over. And the fact that I got to call her friend and sometimes get a little bit in trouble with her. <laughs> okay, tell us about the times you got in trouble. I'll just say there was a motel room in Torrey, Utah. I'm not going any further. <laughs> We're celebrating the life of Donna Lynn Maldonado, who 30 years spent, like she said in the piece we played earlier, spent the majority of her adult life at, at KRCL, passed away earlier this week. And we'd love to hear your stories. We're gathering memories and uh, whatever you'd like to share for another broadcast when her family... Uh, does a celebration of life in a couple of weeks. So you go to krcl.org. There's a whole bunch of info. But the phone number you can leave a voicemail on is 801-903-1279. And I know it's a little bit too raw for the family to join us tonight, but we hope to have them included in that broadcast. And we just wanted to say to Donna's family how much we love you and are thinking of you at this time. But, Troy, for that next Donna, KRCL is crucial and Donna's created that environment where it can happen. Yeah, it's so interesting. I, I think about you know, some of the, the, the catchphrases and the buzz phrases that you hear from activists and academic communities like intersectionality and, and, and things like that. And, and it's all theoretical, yeah. but here at KRCL, it is and was and is lived. Um, because she demanded that everybody have a voice mm-hmm. and people that were excluded from the conversation be brought in and handed a microphone. You know, we talk a lot about who gets to tell the story mm-hmm. here in 2022. Yeah. Donna was on that. Oh yeah. From the beginning. Trailblazer. Yeah. Truly. Mm. And and it really truly instilled that ethos into all of us. Yeah. Uh, and 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 so we we've always been kind of the United Colors of Benetton here at <laughs> KRCL. Now that's and, a data and, and, and 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 it's it is it's it's sad to see how sort of how a lot so much there's so much divisiveness around these issues in the country right now when you know carousel has always been this little utopia in in, in the best sense right Mm -hmm. Um, where where we we all have a voice we've all had a space and and she really allowed us to experiment and make our mistakes right and make mistakes Mm -hmm. and she she was very strict but she allowed you to try things. I came mm-hmm. to her one day with my friend Charles, and I said, I have this idea. We want, we want to create this this character, this Mormon housewife with a gay son. We're going to call her Sister Dottie S. Dixon. And we want to do little segments every week. And it was like this kind of like crazy idea. And she's like, all right, go for it. 
you know, and then Dottie became this this huge you know presence in the community uh, here, and and just that freedom that she allowed so many of us to explore and experiment, uh, and find discover ourselves yeah. in, in in that process. Mm. Um, it was so powerful. Well, people are finding that they have memories of Donna in their closets, tucked away. Barb Guy, you're no different. You brought some stuff with you. I did. This is a, actually a perfect uh, follow-up, Troy, to what you just said. In um, the, Back in the day, I'm 62, so I can say stuff like that now. But uh, <laughs> um, in 1982, this uh, piece of paper uh, was handed to me, and it's a uh, thing Donna did regularly, I think once a month, she would do a thing called Noticiero. And it was a notice to everyone on sta- everyone affiliated with KRCL. And um, uh, she's uh, talking about, um, she wants everyone to feel a part of the whole of KRCL. And she wants us all to interact outside of our own program. She's like, your program is only a small part of the station. Um, one in 100 if 120 if we count the people involved you're one in 120 and um that when too many small parts aren't integrating into the whole she gets worried so she says um the many one of the many dreams of krcl is that we all feel committed to be a part of the whole and we all work together to educate the community that to be different, language, color, beliefs, age, et cetera, et cetera, isn't to be weird or wrong, but rather it enhances, it gives variety in the world at large. And then she says, you know, I know I'm getting heavy here, but uh, there are those who are committed in such a way, and we will continue to dream and work toward building a truly informative, educational, and entertaining in all caps, community radio station. What, what so, was the wow. date on that? 1982. 1982. Oh, and here we are in 2022. And it's just and Barb isn't. Guy's cupboard is overflowing <laughs> with crap like this. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the essence right there. Donna is the essence of KRCL. It's, it's the essence of what we dreamers of a better world hold in our hearts and, and put forward to create on this planet. And she also would write personal notes, Barb. <laughs> I brought a, a visual aid. Um, it's in pencil. Um, it says, Barb, please be sure to check all the windows. <laughs> and then she just puts TX for thanks. <laughs> I showed it to Amy May, and she laughed out loud. She was like, oh, my God, I've got a drawers full of these. <laughs> Amy, you have notes like that, too? Um, I, You know, I need to look and see if I do. I have have gone through thousands of those notes in my lifetime. <laughs> I was the recipient of many a note from yeah. Donna. Oh, my goodness. We're talking about Donna Lamb mm. Maldonado, who we found out passed away earlier this week. She was crucial and critical to KRCL's beginnings and set the foundation for so much of what KRCL will be for the next 40-odd years. And we'd love to have your stories. You can go to krcl.org and get more information. You can email radioactive at krcl.org. We have just a few minutes. I wanted to give everybody an opportunity for a closing thought before we we close this program, the celebration of Donna, with a song. So, Becky, I'm going to go to you first. I just want to say to Dan, thank you for letting us share Donna. We needed her. Thank you, Becky Moss. Barb Guy, what do you got? You got another piece of paper from your cupboard. You're killing me, Becky Moss. That was that was too real. Um, 
I just, I think, um, you know, Donna had to make a lot of very difficult decisions uh, for KRCL, and I think it cost her dearly. But she was courageous, and she always, always had her eye on the station's survival. And the shining result is where KRCL is now as a robust community resource and a vibrant asset to our city. Thank you, Barb Guy. Yeah, you know, you can't be a general manager for 30 years and not upset a few people, Troy Williams, right? <laughs> oh, I know that well. Yeah. <laughs> Amy May. Oh, I am just, uh, I mean, this is the legacy of Donna that KRCL is here in our community. I am grateful to her family. I know um, there were moments when I had to drag my son into work because he was sick at times, and I always felt awkward and a bit scared, and she would just be like, oh, I used to drag my kids everywhere. So <laughs> I just sent my love She created that you. space and supported women and people who had she, families? She did, and not in an easy way. It was definitely not uh, super flexible, and I was like in the office all day, every day, and uh, knowing that there was love and support and like you can do it kind of behind me. So yeah. I don't know. I just feel for Donna's family. I, I just really do. Yeah. Troy Williams. Yeah, I just want to say, Donna, thank you so much. Um, so many of us here at the station became the people that we were destined to become because you saw something in us, you believed in us, you pushed us and inspired us, and I have so much gratitude for you. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your life and for your heart and for your voice and for your vision. Um, you have made my life so much better and so many of our lives are better because of you. So thank you. Well, Troy, Amy, Barb, Becky, Stephen, and uh, Eugenie and eBay earlier, thank you all for coming in and sharing your memories of Donna and may they be the balm you need right now. May that be the balm her family needs to see them through their mm -hmm. grief and their and their mourning. And we do want to hear your stories again at krcl.org. We're going to gather these stories and do another celebration of life as her family puts that together in the coming weeks. You can leave a voice message at 801-903-1279, but you can also email me at radioactive at krcl.org. And Barb, I know you got more stuff in the cupboard, so <laughs> I'm expecting more gems, and uh, I look forward to everyone sending those in. We're going to also have a remembrance on Sunday for Living the Circle of Life. So if you missed this program, it will be online later at krcl.org, but we will also be joining Valene MC and Dave John for Living the Circle of Life Sunday at 7 a.m. to honor Donna's life and her work and her contributions to our community. All right, you ready for a song to go out on everybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Dave John, one of the co-hosts now of Living the Circle of Life, said this is the one to close the show with. It's Fawn Wood, Remember Me on KRCL 90.9. I'm Laura Jones. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks, so much. Thanks for plugging into your community like Donna would want you to.
up in the morning sky there i will be there i will be soaring with a eagle so high feeling free remember me down the road hand in hand you and me Remember. 